And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. Ooh, it's a Halloween edition here, but it wouldn't be a Halloween edition of the Pop Culture Cosmos without Dracula himself. It's Josh Peterson. Scary times ahead, my friend. Your picks on the horror genre is something that I know you and I have spoken about over the past few years at length in regards to our influences, but also as well, what is currently trending in the horror movie genre. So you got to lay it on me, man. What are your picks for the top five favorite Halloween movies in your world? Okay, well, these are in no particular order here, but, you know, the only, like, slasher franchise I've ever really been into was is Friday the 13th. Like, I saw Halloween when I was a kid, and I saw uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but they all just seemed too, I don't know, not, they didn't capture me the way that Friday the 13th did, because maybe it's because when I was a kid, I used to always go up to the woods, you know, stay stay up in uh, Yosemite, and I'd go outside, and, you know, at night, sit on the deck, and my imagination would go crazy out there but i got number one on my list the original friday the 13th and i got one name for you man kevin freaking bacon that's right kevin bacon but there's just something something it's such like a a simple film and it's so entertaining you know it's like there's nothing there's nothing complicated about it you have a kid in the woods a bunch of teenagers, not a kid, but you have a murderer in the woods, a bunch of teenagers who who are uh, just being teenagers, if you know what I mean. And they just they get stabbed and there's no like there's no greater mystery to anything. It's just a survival flick. And these kids don't even know what they're trying to survive from. And that's like one of the most basic plot concepts I've ever heard in my life. But it's so captivating even now, like it holds up so well. If it didn't, it wouldn't be such an iconic horror movie. I agree with you on that. It is very iconic. And it all stems from a death of a child in the summer camp because of some teenagers getting crazy. So I agree with you, my friend. The concept was very simple. The tropes were very rudimentary, but they've managed to age well over time, even though a lot of the genre tropes that were created from movies like Friday the 13th were used over and over and over and over again. But even though it didn't work well over the period of time for other films, it still works very well for Friday the 13th, at least for the most part. It did get a little crazy later on in future iterations of the series. Are you talking about when Jason went to space? Kind of, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's pretend that didn't happen. Yes. Um, so what's next on your list, my friend? So my next one's The Others with Nicole Kidman, who... Yes, she is still very attractive, and I will fight anybody who says she's not. Keith Urban wouldn't fight you on that. Keith Urban would not fight. Keith Urban's a man with good taste. But this movie was, I don't know, like, I I like haunted house flicks more than I like, you know, slasher flicks. So, or the the slasher or, uh, you know, exorcism movies. I don't even touch those. Yeah, I like haunted house movies a lot. I love supernatural movies. And... The Others was so well-crafted, so well-written, and the fact that you had no idea what was going on until the very end of the movie, like, that just is... Because around in The Sixth Sense, you know, you could start to kind of figure it out before the end of the movie got there, but with The Others, 
you honestly had no idea what was happening until the last five minutes. And no matter how many guesses you threw on the table, you could not figure it out. It was scary. It was intriguing. And you could not look away the whole time. And then to top things off, it blows your mind after, after you know, when you reach the end of it. Because the reveal is one of the most famous reveals of any horror movie. Right, right, right. And it's 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 one of those things where you can't watch it more than once but one watch is all you need and it's and you will go and tell people what a great movie it was so what's up next my friend the others is an excellent choice especially like you were talking about with the twist on the end just being so memorable i know you got three others to talk about so let me hear a man come on what's coming up next on your best of horror flicks all right so next i got house on haunted hill the remake not the old black and white one but this movie it's not a good movie. It's far from a good movie. Everything about it is stupid. And it's uh, got, what's his name, J.K. Simmons in it. It's on my list because I saw it as a kid. And I just remember the opening sequence where the, the lunatics in the insane asylum go nuts and they escape and they start killing everyone. I just remember being mortified at this part where this uh, patient goes into an office, grabs a handful of pencils and just shoves it through this nurse's neck. I had never seen anything like that in my life. I had never seen anything that gory. Like, granted, I had seen Friday the 13th, but nothing even compared to this. And it was one of those movies where, like, I had blacked it out for so long, but then I went back when I was a teenager and watched it again, and I was still horrified by it. And it's, you, you know, granted, if you watch it now, it's terrible, but just it had a had a killer cast. It was your typical cheesy 90s horror movie and it had all the tropes all the cliches and it it's i don't know it holds a special place to me but it's not something i'm ever going to watch again okay so that's like a half-hearted recommendation but okay uh, be that as it may all right but it's on your list okay next one i got the conjuring we've we've talked about this one at length it's it's very well written, very well filmed. The cinematography is great. The acting is great. I remember watching this the first time I watched it was with my dad. My dad actually had nightmares about it that night. So, yeah, well done there. You know, you can go back and listen to our explanations on uh, older shows. Yeah, my uh, my number one pick is the orphanage with Guillermo del Toro. I think he produced this one. But did you ever see this one? No, I've not seen the actual whole Moon Tower movie itself. Because this one's interesting in the fact that you can't really tell if it's a horror movie or if it's like a, a mystery movie. But the more you get into it, the more terrifying and intriguing it becomes. And it's only in Spanish. But even with the subtitles, it's still a good movie. And it's 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 tragic. And like the, there's so much depth and layers to the characters that you can't even like the the ghosts like you sympathize with the ghost and like the the struggles of these children and this lady who's uh trying to find this lost kid it's i can't even begin to describe how much i love this movie it is horror it is guillermo del toro leaves his mark on this one even though he didn't actually direct it but it's definitely something i would recommend watching for sure that's an outstanding list, my friend. I'll tell you what, I'm getting all scary and all nervous right now. I'm thinking someone's going to jump, someone or something is going to jump out at me right now. So 
I better get on with my list before I can go ahead and hide into like maybe the closet or something into our safe room so we can, you know, you know maybe have to, uh, you know, do something about that before the end of the show here. But getting on to my list when it comes to the, I think the horror movies you need to see or movies I think that are really kind of scary or, or something outlandish that you need to go ahead and see this Halloween. I want to give a special mention, and this is actually one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen, but it's not in a horror movie, but it's someone I think should be recognized as a top horror movie director. And I've told you this one before, and I think it should be the case because he puts in elements of horror in so many of his non-horror movies, and that is Steven Spielberg. And the scene I'm talking about is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And if you're a young kid in the early 80s and you were watching, you were freaked out at the sarcophagus scene when they're opening up the Ark of the Covenant and the individual Nazis that were there and also the French archaeologist that was serving as the, I think, Jewish priest at that time. They got more than an eyeful when it comes to when they open up the Ark of the Covenant. And yes, the special effects on it have aged tremendously. And I've seen a behind-the-scenes video of how they actually created that scene and what did they utilize in it. But back in the 80s, when you're looking at it on a big screen, when you're looking at it as a 13, 14-year-old, you are freaked out when you see what happens when they open the Ark of the Covenant and what really pops out there and what they do to those three individual Nazis that are looking right at it and the horrifying screams and the, the eyes melting and all that stuff and, and the exploding heads and whole nine yards. I was freaked out for days on that. I had images of that, like scary images of that in my brain going forward. And if anybody tells me that Steven Spielberg is not what they would consider a horror movie director, I will show them this scene and have them say otherwise. That's all I'm going to say. That, to me, is the scariest scene ever. Real quick, that pick totally came out of left field. I commend you on that. Like I, I too, remember being scared of that, but that is not something that I would have ever thought to put on a horror movie list. So, well done, sir. I've and, told you, my friend, haven't we had this discussion before, but that I really think that he is a horror movie genre specialist, and he tries to sneak in elements of horror in a great deal of his movies. Yeah, I know for sure. Definitely. There are even parts in E.T. that are pretty creepy, but I get it, dude. And I, every, there's a lot of stuff in the Indiana Jones movies that is pretty terrifying. Exactly. So, And then, you know, Temple of Doom with the heart-grabbing stuff, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And, and they tried to go ahead and do something a lot tamer when it came to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And and when they were drinking the cup and drank the wrong cup of Christ and the Holy Grail and whatnot, what happens when you don't drink the right one? Yeah, okay, but that wasn't as freaky because that looked kind of phony. But kids now, the age when we saw it, would probably laugh at it because it looks so hokey-dokey. But on a big screen, oh, man, it was just so scary. But getting into my list at number five is Carrie, the original Carrie from the 70s starring Sissy Spacek, John Travolta. I thought that movie was very well done. Obviously, it has a lot of parameters and things that it would lead in today in regards to bullying and unkindness in today's high school environment. But it does have a killer ending and a lot of deaths and a lot of gory ones, a lot, very bloody. 
Yes, there have been bloodier movies. Yes, there have been gorier movies. But at that time in the 70s, it was really pushing the envelope. And as a scary movie, I think it really just holds up very well. And I like it. I like it a lot as a as part of the horror movie genre. And I think it, it serves well as a pick for number five on my list. I think you should go out of your way to see it once again because it, it holds up pretty good. It holds up not too bad. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Looking for an edge? The next time you take on your favorite video game, then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. Number four for me is another movie outside of the horror genre per se, although it kind of blends a lot of elements of action, thriller, and horror genre, World War Z. And the only reason I say that is because, well, not because of Brad Pitt's performance, because it was all right. That wasn't truly horrifying. But the fact is, these zombies were not slow. I think that's the concept that really just blew me away is that these were really fast. It almost remind, it reminds me a lot of 28 Days Later. I think that was also close on my list as well as far as something that could be right there. With 28 Days Later, real quick, did you ever think that Danny Boyle would be capable of making something like that? No, no, not from his pedigree. I really thought that was uh, something that was out of left field for him, but it was really good. I tell you what, 28 Days Later was was really something, uh, a landmark movie at that point in time. But World War Z, just they took whatever was in 28 Days Later and took it up a notch even further with the zombies being really, really fast and really scary. I personally really enjoyed it because of that aspect, because they were really fast. People are saying, oh, the CG, all oh, the CG. Okay, you know what? Fine. If you want to say the CG wasn't perfect, by all means. But for me, it was well enough that it got by as a truly scary movie because the elements that were there and also the fact that these creatures could get you in a short amount of time and that you would turn if you were infected in an even shorter amount of time. And to me, that was really what made it a very good movie and i'm hoping someday that they get through all these production limbo issues that are currently out there for the sequel and finally get a sequel underway and a world war z2 will come to fruition although now i'm beginning to not hold out hope for it they keep saying they're going to do it but you know it just keeps on getting pushed back pushed back and sooner or later it's just going to get pushed back until it's no longer under even consideration for another go-round which is a shame because i believe it is brad pitt's highest grossing movie which kind of is strange with all the stuff he's already done yeah well it would seem weird that they wouldn't make a sequel and i know they really want to because otherwise it's been like what in the making for six seven years now and if if it wasn't something they really wanted to make they would have dropped it three or four years ago so i'm i'm still holding out for it but what's so great about world war z is that it's the first zombie movie i think that's ever been made that seems kind of logical in its own like a logical way 
Exactly. And the fact that it was done on such a large mass scale, you know, everybody, when they go to those zombie type things, yes, it's it's thought of as far as the zombie outbreak being on a worldwide scale, but it's always concentrated on a small town or on a small centralized area. You know, we talk about stuff like it's going on as far as The Walking Dead. That zombie apocalypse is there, but it's it's centralized the story within one certain parameter. This is a globe-trotting, world-hopping event. And it just, to me, it hopefully it will be something that gets a sequel. I know there are rumors. In fact, IndieWire, as what you're telling me now, is reporting that there is possible filming that's going to be coming up in summer 2019. But I, you know, Josh, I'm going to tell you right now, I actually have to see photographs of on-set actual shooting, filming, or Brad Pitt on the set in character before I believe that this thing is actually going to get done. Fair enough. Next on the list, we have at number three, that is going to be Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I know Jason Todd Feinberg of Honey Queen talked about the original version from the 50s being the one that he admires the most. I'm going to say I've seen that one, but I'm going to say for me, the 70s version with Donald Sutherland, Leonard Nimoy, very young Jeff Goldblum, all in that flick. I'll tell you what, to me, it was a very haunting movie, obviously, with the whole body snatchers themes and the pods and all that. For what you could get out of it with 70s special effects, it kind of looks dated today, obviously, because of the fact it has those 70s special effects. But I know Jason talked about Donald Sutherland's the high shrieking of the actual uh, you know, pod people themselves. I kind of like that aspect. And to me, it serves better than maybe a Children of the Corn or, or any of the other iterations that has been done when it comes to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So I highly recommend it as my number three pick. Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 1970s. Check it out. Because like I said, it, to me, it was actually a very good flick. Number two. Two is actually something very recent. I know you talked about The Conjuring. And that's a recent pick to your list because of the fact it's been such a, a great film. Not only the fact that it's been very scary, but it's led to a whole series under the whole development of The Conjuring sequels and also spin-offs that have been very successful themselves. I'm also talking about a horror movie. I think you would have to classify as a horror movie that I know we're talking about movies that recently that have been successful. Let's talk about Get Out. Academy Award nominated film, truly just one of the best films overall in 2017. And I just think that this film above all others in its genre in the past couple years, Don't Breathe, The Conjuring series, and others, It Follows, and others of recent horror movies, Cloverfield, all those other movies, like I said, get out to me, not only because of social reasons, but the fact that it just freaks you out when you watch it. To me, it provides a truly entertaining time. And I'm I'm just going to say right now, to me, it not only was one of the best movies of 2017 that you, if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. It's also one of the best horror movies that are out there and my number two pick. Another movie I want to say, honorable mention that's out there. I know that we touched on it a little bit with Tyler Baker and you know his thoughts on Hannibal Lecter, but the Manhunter films, those were, were scary in their own right because of the psycho killer, that type of deal. And I know Silence of the Lambs is also something that 
a lot of people need to go out of their way to see because I think that is an extremely effective film and a really outstanding performance by both Anthony Hopkins and also Jodie Foster. My number one pick is going to be, and this is something, Josh, you and I have spoken about over the years. I know a lot of people like it as well as a horror flick is Alien and Aliens. And I'm not going to say Alien is my top pick. I'm not going to say Aliens is my top pick. I'm going to say it's a tie, and I think you got to go see both those films to really get a true idea of just how horrifying movies can be. Just truly a brilliant time. What? I think you got to see them back to back. Like that's that's how I would recommend watching them. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, that's that's the way you got to see it. It's Alien and Aliens. I know Alien was mentioned earlier in regards to what was going on in that film and, and how it freaked people out with certain scenes, the John Hurt scene as far as the, the alien coming out of his chest and whatnot. But to me, it doesn't feel complete unless you see aliens and you see all the, the scary moments that are there as well. I just think that they both fit like one part and a second part of Masterpiece, like we will hopefully see coming up with the Infinity War part one and whatever they're going to call part two. I just think that in the future years, we will think of it as a complete set when you watch both. I feel the same way about Alien to Aliens, so that's why it's number one on my list. Carrie, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Silence of the Lambs, all great films. There's so many great horror picks to come out there, but I think when it comes down to it, Alien to Aliens are, are the two movies you need to see the most. You can forget all about the other Alien movies, and I'm sorry to tell you that, Josh, but you can't forget all the other alien movies in the franchise. Dude, let me tell you this. So when I the first time I saw the alien movies was when I think it was a couple months before Alien vs Predator came out, okay? So we I had gone and purchased all the cuz I wanted to get all the backstory. So I went and bought all the Predator movies and I went out and bought the special edition alien films. And I got to tell you, man, I was so into Alien and Aliens and when I got to Alien 3, I just I felt disappointed, you know, is it, it was almost like to 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 show you what I mean, like a comparison would be like when I walked out of The Last Jedi after the movie rolled. And that's just like, dang, man, that is not what I was hoping for. And that's Resurrection, correct? No, that's Alien 3. Resurrection was even worse. OK, but, uh, but not I, I lost track after that. So. So, yeah, it goes Alien 3, then Alien Resurrection. But. Even Resurrection was better than Alien 3, you know, because they had already screwed it up. So my expectations for Resurrection were already super low and it ended up like performing slightly above that. Once again, those are our choices for the top horror picks that you need to see this Halloween. If you have thoughts on what your picks are for this Halloween that maybe we need to see or our followers and listeners need to see, we'll repost it out there if you want. Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, Pop Culture Cosmos, Humanica Media, and Game Source on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well. My friend, it's been a great episode, a very spooky and haunting episode indeed. Any last thoughts on the way out? Yeah, guys, be safe out there. It's Halloween night. Be safe. You know, if you're going to go out to a party, be responsible. And also, if you're taking your kids trick-or-treating, be responsible there too. Just, it's... 2018 the world's become weird just, just be safe and we want to make sure you guys are around to listen to the next episode i couldn't agree with that more all spookiness and kidding aside that was just an awesome statement and as well i truly wish everyone out there a safe and happy halloween so for josh peterson 
This is Gerald Glassford. It is a spooky day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. We surely thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a spooky and haunted Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>